0: There's not a shot that I live to 87. It's not going to happen like that. No. No, not on my diet, not the way I treat my body. <laughs> not no. fuck all of that noise. Who wants to be that old anyway? All your friends are dead. You're shit in your pants.
1: You're so optimistic. I mean, basically. Your favorite like, quality about you.
0: All my friends are dead and I'm constantly shitting in my pants. <laughs> I'm only 28. It's a, it's a fucking issue, man.
1: Oh boy. I Should we not be celebrating? Why are you killing the mood?
0: I don't know. Well, I am celebrating. I never stopped the rap party. (laughs) And I got a voice in my head that says, Kill. Sound myself from simpity poppity doo. That's what Eminem would sound like in the 50s. (laughs) Welcome to the Nightmare Box, presenting Mistakes Were Made. My name is Brett Bloom. I'm sitting across from the beautiful, the effervescent, the slowly on the mend, Kristen Pennington.
1: Very slowly.
0: Fuck yeah. (laughs) And we're going to talk about a bunch of different kind of stuff today. Uh, I've got like a couple of small topics. We're going to talk about the new homework assignment, like in brief. Um, Then I've got like a big controversial topic that will probably end with Kristen and I throwing glasses at each other.
1: Fun, can't wait.
0: Yeah, it's going to be awesome. (laughs) But first, Kristen has been working on the film, which you guys will be able to see at some point tomorrow. By midnight, you will have feasted your eyes. Upon happy birthday. Uh, Available on? Uh,
1: it'll probably be on youtube.com slash nightmarebox productions. If it's short enough, it might be on vimeo.com slash nightmarebox productions. But if you don't have an account that you pay for, Vimeo limits your space. So oh, I gotcha. It may not be on Vimeo, but it'll also be on um, the blog and youtube.com slash productions. And
0: youtube.com slash Kristen Pennington. Maybe.
1: I'm on the fence about that. She so. doesn't
0: She doesn't want to be tied to the Nightmare well, Box and professional that. circus.
1: <laughs> no, it's not that. And, like, I've kind of uh, weirdly waged war with this in my head since you and I launched um, Nightmare Box Productions. Yeah. Like, I kind of want it on my personal YouTube just because that's got my actual name on it. And it's like, hey, this is my... Like, in case you're looking for who did this, it's mine, you know? <laughs> but, um, like... You kill your YouTube views if you split it, so yeah. I'd rather just have it in one Flood place. It to the Nightmare Box. Yeah, and so it makes more sense to just have it on the Nightmare Boxes. Did
0: you know what you can see at YouTube.com slash Kristen Pennington? The doll. The dolls. I
1: did also put that one on the Nightmare Boxes yeah. YouTube, so that one is on the Nightmare Boxes YouTube, but all the views are on my account. <laughs> We're over 6,000 now. But God yeah, damn like, right.
0: Instead of like... we do next to no advertising for any of this, our numbers are looking <laughs> pretty awesome.
1: But I feel like I want... Like if there's gonna be a spike in views, I do yep. want that attention to go to the actual production company, so I may eventually slowly kill off my personal YouTube. It kind well, of Well it's fifty percent
0: of this company, I promise not to sue the other fifty percent of this company. <laughs> <laughs> <I can't
1: reasonable
0: laughs> If I do, like, any
1: documentary work or anything like that while we're up here, I may put that on mine. But I would imagine most of these films are probably going to be going on the Nightmare Box YouTube from now on. So that'll probably be the one we're plugging in the future.
0: Fuck yeah. But you learned some cool shit today and then fought with it for hours. and
1: It was not fun. It was not fun at all. You were
0: so excited. I thought you were killing the game. And then I just kept hearing you go... (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, if I don't ask her what's wrong, she's going to throw something at me. <laughs> I like, Is everything all right over there? And then it was like a 15-minute tirade about shit that I do not understand. So let's oh, get into it.
1: I wasn't sighing at you. I was sighing at I the I know, computer. but I was
0: sitting there and it was dead silent. You had your headphones in. And when Kristen has her headphones in, she doesn't realize that she's yelling. So she was yelling her huffs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have uh... Yelling your
0: huffs. The Kristen Pennington story. <laughs> I have like the over-ear kind <laughs>
1: that um, they're not noise-canceling, but they're like noise-isolating. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I have a scene in Happy Birthday that I would really like to replace part of the image with a CGI yeah. um, replacement, and I
0: basically we have a doll that doesn't need to be a doll, so we need to superimpose over the top, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, I didn't know if we wanted to give away that or not (laughs) because
0: it doesn't lead to the final push.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, um, trying to render an actual child face over the doll.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, as I've mentioned in other episodes, I do not do special effects. I (laughs) I do not do any (laughs) graphics work of any kind. I unfortunately did not study any of that in school. Um, my editing classes were much more focused on like color correction and sound and like the pacing and all that like Mm -hmm. actually you know producing a story that was uh inter like interesting to watch so all of the effects work that I've ever done has been stuff I've had to slowly painstakingly try to teach myself and um Shit's super hard. Yeah, you were watching some
0: crazy YouTube video. Like, I walked around and there was a dude trying to put his own face on a baby. And I was like, what are we doing here? (laughs) Have you completely jumped shit? Are you writing in an extra scene?
1: Well, like, his video was ridiculous, but it was like the concept that I needed. And it was like... Actually, like, explained yeah. very clearly. So I was like, okay, like, I'm gonna try to make this work. The problem with our video is I've only done green screen work once ever, yeah. and, and um, we didn't
0: use a green screen. Yeah,
1: we didn't. Use <laughs> a, we didn't use a green screen for this. So like, I like I said, I'm just not that good at it. And I figured out how to motion track the doll's face in the scene mm-hmm. the way that I needed, and I got the replacement face rendered on top of the doll's face, the problem is Brett's hand sweeps over yeah. the doll's face. I say we
0: keep that in because it looks like I'm literally ripping half of the baby's face no. off. <laughs> <No>.
1: <laughs> so, so Brett's hand sweeps it's over like, the oh, doll's and one face. more thing. Go
0: fuck yourself. <laughs>
1: and, like, if I try to edit where the doll's face pops up after Brett's hand's out of the way, you can very clearly see the face suddenly yeah. changes. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> and I could not for the life of me figure out cuz I was doing um and this is going to make no sense to most people unless they've you know done uh like special yeah, effects work for Yeah, you fucking before. peasants. <laughs> but I had the video that we shot in yeah. After Effects and then I had a photo of a baby rendered on top of it and then i had like outlined the section of the face that i needed and like created like a mask on top of the video the problem was i couldn't figure out how to um because the mask was like motion tracking with the video because the video is not like a still video unfortunately um i couldn't figure out how to make the mask like reveal a section at a time Mm -hmm. as his hand goes by so i i'm just stuck on it i've scrapped it for now and we may not be doing it at all but i
0: hours 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 today it looks really cool except for that one like half a second and then there's no way to fix that so it jumps
1: yeah and it looks so ridiculous if i leave it on there without like smoothing out that transition so i don't i don't know is there a way to kill
0: the hair on top of the doll do you think
1: well, I could probably because that's the problem
0: is we used one of the dolls from the dolls to accomplish this shot. Yeah. And the doll unfortunately has bright red curls. Yeah. And, the, the and I, I don't could have those. <laughs>
1: probably just do a motion track and just edit part of the because um, it's like wrapped up in a blanket. Edit part mm-hmm. of the blanket over the hair and cover the hair up, and that would probably honestly be easier. But to me, and maybe it's just because you can see the hair. The nose and lips, that's about the only thing you can see of the doll, but the nose and lips looked a little plastic to me. Yeah. So I was like, eh, if I can replace it with a real baby, it would look cooler. But I, I think I am just going to have to scrap it and just try to edit out the hair because I cannot, cannot figure this out. <laughs> well, we're going
0: to look into it. We're going to see if we can fix it because there might be a way that we could do it. I might look into it, you know, CGI rendering or whatever it is. In see, the and this is...
1: This is why I can't get a job post-college graduation as a video editor, because everybody wants you to know special effects as well, and I do not. Well, they don't teach them
0: to you. <laughs> no. I need
1: to buy a book on it. That's what I yeah. need to do. Like, motion graphics in general are not my even kind of remotely in my realm of specialty. Mm-hmm. So I I need to buy a book on well, it. Well, hence the
0: point of the homework assignments, <laughs> is by the end of the year, when we launch for the festival... Um, you're going to have a massive skill set for one person, whereas most people graduate from school and they're taught how to hold the camera and how to you know, get the, the certain shots and how to act or write or whatever they're doing. Uh, you're going to have your fingers and a little bit of all of that so you've at least got a base knowledge of all of these insane things that you weren't taught in the educational system yeah. but you learned from doing it.
1: I did learn in the process of this, which I ended up scrapping it cause I didn't really like the way that it does it in after effects, but I did learn how to fake making typed font look like it's being written on the screen. Yeah, the,
0: the, the intro sick is shit. Well, I, <laughs> I ended, I ended up getting forward. rid of
1: that font, so it's not on there anymore, but I, I did know the process new, of this, learn I, how to do it. I,
0: I liked your, uh, The handwritten one, a lot, but the one that you've got on there is fucking sick. (laughs) (laughs) It
1: looks better, so I scrapped the other one. (laughs) And there was some weird, I have no idea what caused that weird glitch where I think I may have accidentally deleted the After Effects file, and that's what happened, but... It went from, like, the actual handwritten font that I had on there originally to some weird rainbow thing where you could see where I had, like, rendered it. It looked like like the Rainbow Road in that, like, Super Mario
0: Bros. racing game. (laughs) Super Smash Bros. Is that? No. What's the racing one? Um, Mario Kart.
1: Yes, Mario Kart.
0: (laughs) I just pissed off all of Japan.
1: (laughs) 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 So, yeah, this this film has been my... Failure at special effects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what I've learned in this one. I suck at special effects. No,
0: you're good at a lot of other things. Like, there's a musicality to so many of these shots. And yeah, we went over the time limit. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> we're the only people that competed, so we win by default. If you wanted to win, you could have won. <laughs> you could have squeezed in at a four minute, to you would won this
1: If I chopped the credits down, we might still be under. The credits yeah. are a little long, but I, I think we're 10
0: seconds over <laughs> on, like, actual like film. Oh, are we? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I think credits start at like five ten, five fifteen. Uh we were shooting for five total, but again, nobody competed, so you don't get to win.
1: <laughs> Gold you star won. for us.
0: Gold star for us. Mistakes <laughs> were fucking made.
1: <laughs> oh bam. Uh so you saw it's still a rough, but you saw much closer to a final cut this morning, would you yeah. think
0: a a full blown rough cut? Um, just kind of tweaking, doing some, uh, fine tuning. I got to see today uh, a lot of the scenes that were color corrected and noise corrected and like all of that sort of stuff. I don't know noise correction is the right term. Um, I'm blown away. I, this is a lot better than I thought our first one was going to come out. I can't believe that we managed to pull it off.
1: It's technically our second one. Our first one crashed and burned. Our yeah, well, first
0: one, <laughs> Ziggy died. <laughs> that other
1: short that yep. we never named.
0: Yep, the other one that we were working on, uh, at the old apartment. A few so of these have died. We're, we're three in production, hell. Uh, but this is, yeah. this is incredible. Like, I would put this on par with The Dolls, maybe a bit better than The Dolls because of the challenges. It was our silent film. I've never tried to write a screenplay without dialogue before. You took advantage of all the noises that were surrounding the character to create. What translates is almost a kind of dialogue in music, you know. <laughs> like that you is
1: get, one thing I think that I am proud about this one. It it's got a beat doesn't to it. Drag like it yeah. doesn't seem weirdly at a loss for the lack of dialogue. Your
0: final sequence is mind blowing. <laughs> I, I'm still in love. <laughs> <clears throat>
1: Sorry, I'm still dying.
0: <laughs> I'm still in love with the introduction, like the that whole first couple of. Seconds that bleed into the whole of the film, I think, is one of the best things that you've ever shot that I've seen. So, no, I'm I'm very proud. Aww, and your okay. actorial debut is uh, terrible, fucking incredible. It's
1: uh-uh. <laughs> not my debut. I've acted before, but
0: uh,
1: all Wait, the more reason the nightmare
0: box actorial debut.
1: <laughs> all the more reason that you're
0: a leading running. lady. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can.
1: I, I don't know that I'm going to bother trying to edit around it. You can totally see my eyelids flutter at one point in the footage that's Fuck still it. in the film. I'm like, ah. Whatever. <laughs> I and mean, getting
0: paid for it. Nobody wanted yeah. to compete. <laughs> so. We're not actors. <coughs> writers was actually
1: really good, though. Like the... I didn't
0: have to say anything. I just <coughs> had to look oh, sorry. pissed off and walk around.
1: Can we pause for a second and I'll cut this?
0: I'm yeah. dying to death.
1: Ooh. Sorry, guys. I still have a cold and it is kicking my ass. Are we back? Yeah. <laughs> sorry
0: about that they all registered all those coughs and the little microphone taps all registered the same so just look for like the 15 chops right there and cut that little portion out
1: i am dying a slow slow pain, pain <clears> in <throat> my lungs
0: <clears throat> you should take up smoking
1: uh, yeah i'm gonna pass i'm gonna be dead tomorrow when's me? the
0: last time you ever heard me cough like that Fuck <laughs> it. smokers don't get sick we get cancer
1: <laughs> but to <next laughs> what we're talking about um no, like I, I will say for someone who isn't like into that stuff, like I did actually feel like a lot of your scenes were really kind of powerful. Like there's a lot of like um, like tension and your expression and like even just like your size and stuff like that. Like it all like actually edited together really well. So.
0: Yeah, I'm a big fat fuck with dead eyes. <laughs> oh, You're <yeah. laughs> not. <clears throat> You're not even kind of fat. That's silly. You're right. I'm an Olympic champion.
1: (laughs) Oh, your post did crack me up, though.
0: Yeah, I've been compared in super small circles. By that, I mean me and my other personalities all think I'm Joaquin Phoenix. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, I have a feeling we're going to get some hate messages tomorrow, though. Hmm. Looking forward to people being like, that's insensitive.
0: Yeah, go fuck yourself. That's what I'm saying. The Nightmare Box, and until Kristen learns, you know, the uh, wonderful art of screenwriting, uh, is trauma-based horror. It's psychological on a trauma vein. That's the way that I I write, and I'm embracing that. And it's The Nightmare Box. I do
1: genuinely expect to get some...
0: I, I want somebody to go, Irritating you can't do comments. that. You know, go fuck yourself.
1: There were some reports like, take that down. Yeah, take Grab that down. Report, How you. How
0: dare they put that dead girl on the screen? <laughs> I don't know why I went into like my Shaniqua voice. <laughs> How come? How come why do you do that?
1: <laughs> How
0: come they do that?
1: Are you a sassy black girl in another life? Yeah,
0: that's my, my Shaniqua voice. <laughs> Birthed right this moment.
1: Nah, I feel like I've heard you do it before. Yeah, fuck it.
0: <laughs> I might be a racist. I don't know. <laughs>
1: That's not true. But no, I do, I do expect... I want them.
0: Fucking send me angry emails. Send me a email. That's all I want. You could send them to...
1: Nightmareboxproductions.gmail. Yeah,
0: tell me i upset you all. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> send me your movie, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I don't,
1: I don't know. Weirdly, I feel like even though... Um, the dolls was an actually violent film. I feel like this one's going to have a worse reaction, which if it doesn't it, make any sense. <laughs> if
0: it does, I would be surprised. I want it to, because it is like jump out and grab you right there at the last moment. Holy fuck. I can't believe that's what they're doing here. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, the dolls was about child rape. Like,
1: And murder. Like, it was like there was actually, like, a violent person in the dolls. And then this one. We killed a
0: kid with a chainsaw in the dolls.
1: (laughs) And this one, it's not at all about violence. So.
0: If anything, it's about grief. It's a very uplifting message in a very fucked up kind of way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do expect weirdly that people are going to be. And maybe it's just because I'm nervous because we're almost, like, done and we're almost about to launch it. So maybe I'm just feeling like pre-launch nerves but I I have a feeling this one's gonna receive a few hateful Facebook comments (laughs) I
0: hope it does and I hope I've received some very uplifting Facebook comments from you know some women who may or may not have ever been in a situation similar to the one that Kristen Pennington has put (laughs) in
1: um yeah I mean I'm excited to because yeah I guess tomorrow as of the airing of this podcast is launch day so it's we're gonna throw, Brett party all day, every
0: day. Yeah, Brett party every day. Got to come up with a reason. I was listening to Bert Kreischer's podcast, and he was talking about that. Where he you know, t- Bert talking about his alcoholism cracks me up because he denies it entirely. But he was like, "Yeah, I just I make every day a party." He's like, "Tonight's like the Chinese New Year. I'm <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> inviting people over at the pool to like swim around, get hammered, celebrate the Chinese New Year." <laughs> I got a haircut
1: yesterday. <laughs> Celebrate! Let's do it! <laughs> and
0: I was like, I feel you, dude. I do that every night. I'm like, tonight's a good night to listen to Eminem again. <laughs>
1: yeah, but you don't, you don't use the guise of partying. You're like, today sucked. I'm going to drink it away. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm
0: just a drunk. But, um, no, I'm, I'm super pumped about this fucking movie. And, and,. While Kristen was in the shower, because I spent a couple hours earlier making up the show notes and trying to rack my head around what the fuck we were going to do for the the March assignment, um, we will have a printout for you um, on the next episode. However, what is the plan, Kristen? What is the base <laughs> of the plan before we start fucking with it so that you guys can get your gears rolling?
1: So, ah, oh God, probably at the beginning of the year, probably... Like, around New Year's, Brett proposed a luck of the Irish yeah, type. because um, my mom
0: grew up in the East End of London during the Troubles, and Kristen is a redhead, and I <laughs> never stopped finding that funny. <laughs> I am
1: Irish. <laughs> um,
0: so. Oh, Saints Preservus. <laughs> so. Oh, got to pack a bus for the carbon. Got to so. go buy some nails for the carbon. <laughs> so
1: Brett proposed doing a March film something along the vein of like Mm -hmm. luck of the irish so it's a curb of
0: are footprint
1: so i decided that or we decided i guess that um we're gonna open march's challenge up to both filmmakers and writers i i don't know what the page limit will be for if you're just well if we're not
0: if we're not putting a film limit on then i won't put a page limit
1: we'll probably put no more than 10-15. I don't imagine Brett and I are going to try to tackle another 15 for a minute. But <laughs> yeah. um, probably put a 10-15 limit on the film. And then a short story. Don't send me a novel that you crash yeah. wrote. Um, but it'll, again, be a two-month yeah. challenge. We've decided to move these to two-month like Three challenges. to five
0: pages. We'll figure out the specifics. But what, what is the premise?
1: Um, so the premise is Brett and I continuously dog on films in our Two Star Tuesdays that have plot twists that are gimmicky or don't follow the premise of the movie. They're either Um,
0: tropes or they're surprises, and both of those piss me off.
1: Yeah, where you're trying to fool your audience. Like, oh, look, it was the man behind the curtain the whole time. They were aliens. No,
0: they weren't. Get the fuck (laughs) off of Cloverfield.
1: So for (laughs) Marches, you... Or we are now presenting the challenge that you have to either write a story or shoot a film where your character initially goes through some kind of instance in their life where it initially comes across as good luck and turns out to be bad luck. Or vice versa. If you want to write a happy story, your character goes through some kind of instance where it seems like everything's just terrible and they're having bad luck and it ends up being good luck. So you have to find a way to take this initial premise of whatever luck is going on in their life and flip it on its head in a convincing plot twist that is not gimmicky and doesn't use tropes yeah. or any of that something stuff. Something
0: where we could go back mm-hmm. rewatch the film and be like you laid boom, the breadcrumbs there down. We go.
1: Yeah. So something where you clearly set up through the story or <laughs> through the film Subtly, we were coming to this, and it, yeah. it is actually like a convincing, surprising plot twist that makes sense.
0: Do so. you have a favorite?
1: Favorite plot twist. Yeah. I mean, Seven was pretty good. Seven's my, my, my go-to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I've seen a couple. Like uh,
0: Saw is my favorite plot twist. The original yeah. Saw. He's dead in the room the whole time, wakes up, and says game over and then fucking closes uh,
1: and big... I haven't seen it since I was a kid but I remember being like oh that was clever I think if I'm not mistaken Memento the movie that's like mm-hmm. all in reverse he ends up actually being the bad guy yeah like the guy that can't remember anything the main character I think if I'm remembering right he's actually the bad guy yeah so
0: textbook yeah. text greatest was M. Night Shyamalan's only good movie The Sixth Sense
1: <laughs> yeah that was a yeah definitely and split
0: one. right up until the last 45 seconds
1: <laughs> It's like, oh, sense, he wasn't. But... A...
0: He... <sighs> okay, so you've got Unbreakable, you've got Split, and you've got Mr. Glass. And all of them are good until the last 15 seconds.
1: <laughs> but yeah, Sixth Sense was a. Sixth Super Sense good is one, the
0: perfect too. one because he's being ignored throughout the entire movie by the woman. And then you don't know why he's being ignored. You assume it's because he's a deadbeat. His dead marriage just
1: falling apart? Yeah.
0: And then it's revealed that <coughs> he's been dead and the kid's the only one that can see him. So, like, she's not ignoring him. She's just, you know, walking through. Morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: That is, yeah, actually. It's six, a fucking six Sense beautiful. might be my favorite, actually. It's the actually.
0: textbook, like, one of the greatest plot twists of all time. And I'm sorry if I'm ruining that for you, but I think it came out in, like, 96. <laughs> we so should you revisit
1: should revisit that one. I haven't seen that one in a long time.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm down for Bruce Willis.
1: Yeah. Especially since we're doing a plot twist challenge. We should rewatch that one this month. I'm down. But, yeah. You have two months to get it done because I decided I can't work under that level of pressure. So we're not (laughs) doing monthly assignments anymore. (laughs) Number
0: 23 with Jim Carrey. Brilliant plot twist. Not giving it away because you and I have to watch that one again.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen that one in a long time. I really don't remember it very very (laughs) well. But yeah, a lot of solid examples. Go watch those and then either write a script or write a short film and shoot it. And um, yeah.
0: and it doesn't have to be as you said. It doesn't have to be negative. So like, you don't need to like introduce a Chekhov's gun that you're gonna blow your head off with later necessarily. It could be you know <coughs> you start in the terrible, something small happens that gets written off and then becomes the you know
1: life changing life changing yeah.
0: for the good. You so know, if
1: you're moment. if you're not a
0: Dude, here. Drama, sad, finds, yeah. horror,
1: movie fan. You can do an uplifting story. Okay. We will yeah. Here's
0: a free prompt. Dude finds a quarter on the sidewalk, and there's a wishing well and a pretty girl sitting at the wishing well. Does he throw the coin into the wishing well? There you go. Prompt. What happens? How does the quarter change this man's life? Does he go for the girl, or does he go to the wishing well and stab her to death in the wishing well? I don't fucking know. You write the goddamn thing.
1: <laughs> but it has Free to <laughs> it has to flip. That is the the one guideline. Like you have to either turn good luck into bad luck or bad luck into good luck in a convincing way.
0: Yeah, the luck of the Irish. All <laughs> saints preserve us, or curb them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we'll, for the next podcast, have actual uh, written-out guidelines that Brett will
0: read. You're goddamn <laughs>
1: Uh
0: Next on my list is the big topic. I think we covered everything else. How dare you? Oh, my God. What'd you get for <laughs> Valentine's Day there, Kristen Pettigrew?
1: I got a leather strap for my camera that but she, has my name but in she in it. she
0: thought was like a sex whip. No, I thought a... it was a
1: collar. <laughs> I was like very confused. It's like Brett is
0: going hardcore kinky on Violet
1: <laughs> Like, well, it was like all wrapped up in like uh, tissue paper. And so like yeah. it only like the little end straps are the only part I saw initially. I didn't see the part that had like my name on it. So it's just like these thin like collar sized straps. I was, like, this <laughs> is... Strange. This is a
0: little out of the (laughs) fucking blue. Brett does not buy me sex toys. And then,
1: even when I got it out and I saw like my name and stuff carved on it, I was like, okay, it's a strap for something, (laughs) but it was like, is it go to a handbag? Like, what's it for? (laughs) I was very confused. Next
0: Valentine's Day, I'm gonna buy collars and like anal beads and just like all the sex toys, you know? (laughs) I
1: legit thought it was a collar. I was like, I don't understand. (laughs) Just staring at me expectantly, like, do
0: you're you gonna like to- love it, like Jack Nicholson and <laughs> fucking anger management when he does the head knock. You know? <laughs> What did you get for Valentine's, Brett? Bloom? But what is the strap for? I don't think you did. I think it's a collar. Yeah, it uh, is a collar. Brett's been walking me around the apartment on all fours, but <laughs> naked.
1: <laughs> no, it's a, a leather strap for my camera because I um I only had like a super shitty strap that like came with my yeah. camera kit that I never used and um yeah so now I have a strap so it's a proper. I do le- drop proper, and break my yeah, camera.
0: A proper leather, you know, strap out of Portland, I believe. And uh
1: yeah. It was really nice. It was
0: Thank super you. fucking cool. <laughs> but it was not as cool as what you got me.
1: No, I liked what you got me. No,
0: well I liked what you got me more. <laughs> you can have a love off if you want to <laughs> and a fucking work. I have been looking for Stephen King's book Rage from nineteen seventy seven for maybe five, ten years at this point. I've been hunting for this goddamn novel. Can't find it anywhere. Why not? Never read it. Uh, no, why
1: can't
0: you find it? Be, well, I'm getting there, oh, sorry. believe it or not. <laughs> I wasn't just going to introduce that I couldn't find this one random Stephen King novel. <laughs> uh, people back home might be like, well, why didn't you go on eBay and look for it? Because it costs $1,200 to buy the fucking thing. Um, And I don't have $1,200. I don't have $200. I don't know what the fuck, you know, is going on in my life. I do a (laughs) lot of piss poor decisions. But I'm I'm not out there spending $1,200 on a first edition of, you know, King's novel. And thus, I've never read it. And the reason why I've never read it was it was pulled from print in 1998. I've got it written down. Yeah. Uh, It was pulled from print in 1998 because Rage is about a guy who goes into his algebra class, pulls out a gun, and holds his classroom hostage. And after, I don't know, uh, 30 years of school shootings that were blamed on this novel, Stephen King allowed it to fall out of print. It went on for like another year or two in England through the Bachman book Omnibus. Um, And then... That, too, was pulled. And so right now, if you want to buy The Omnibus, it has the other three Bachman stories, but it does not have ra- uh, rage. <clears throat> so, Kristen...
1: Scoured the Earth.
0: Scoured the Earth. <laughs> and found a book called The Bagman Novels.
1: I did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tell them the story.
1: Um. So... I knew that I wanted to try to find Rage, um, and I, I too, stumbled across the very expensive (laughs) versions of just Rage by itself and was like, well, that's not happening. Like,
0: low end, you're paying, like, 700 bucks. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, And then I realized it was in a collection called the Buckman Books, and I found one on Etsy um, right before I got my tax return that was... A little pricier, but not, like, unaffordable pricey, but yeah, it was... It's not,
0: it's not like Barnes & Noble, like, you're not finding it for $30. No, not no. <laughs> um,
1: And it was a hardcover, and that was, like, my yeah. biggest... I, I don't want the paperback. I want the hardcover of it, because it's an older book, and, mm. you know, it's going to be a little more beat up, and I want the hardcover, because hopefully that's in a little better shape. And it was the only one on Etsy that was a hardcover, but it was a little worn out, and... Um, like, two days before I got my tax return, it went
0: disappeared. off. Disappeared. Yeah.
1: yeah. Somebody bought it. And I was heartbroken because the only other ones on Etsy were paperbacks that were very warm. Which
0: means that there's another dude out there who has another girl like you. <laughs> and like, I'm buying him rage. <laughs> a school shooting novel. What a great Valentine's Day for us. <laughs> He's gonna love it. So I started
1: <laughs> searching the internet, like, everywhere for... Um, the Bachman books, Rage, Stephen King, like putting all those phrases together, like it's got to be somewhere out there that is like a price that I can afford that isn't in terrible condition. And I stumbled across a listing on Amazon called the Bagman books. (laughs) Um, and it's literally just a link to a whole bunch of shops that have like some version of this book, whether it's a paperback or a hard novel in varying degrees of, you know, wear and tear. And I found a, um a used bookstore like on the other side of the country it was like I in think Jersey, New Jersey or Jersey, uh, somewhere yeah. like that that had one single hard copy um for a reasonable price that was basically in perfect condition they were under like there's bag man. Yeah, Under Bachman. Bagman. Yeah, Under Bagman. Yeah. And they said the, the jacket had a little wear and tear, but outside of that, the book didn't have any marks in it. I was like, oh, my God, like, I need this. <laughs> so, um, yeah, ordered it up, and I thought for a minute there the Postal Service lost it when it got here because it didn't get delivered when they said it got delivered, but... uh Thank Somebody, God.
0: Some other reader in Missoula opened it up and said, mine? <laughs> this is like finding a kilo of cocaine. You just don't run into this every day.
1: <laughs> Thank God it got here safely. And if you were looking for your own copy, because you can find the Bachman books minus Rage for yeah. much cheaper. And you can still
0: buy the Bachman books minus Rage in Barnes & Noble. Yeah. But you can't find the one that has Rage Yeah, anymore. which was not what I wanted. Because we're um, over 20 years away from... That being pulled out of print. So they like died in like grandma's basement a while. (laughs) This is 77 if you bought that when it came out on your birthday, you're in your 50s right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But if you're looking for a copy of it yourself, there is still a listing. I mean, you can't buy the one that I bought because it was the only one that store carried, but there is a listing on Amazon called the Bagman Books because (laughs) the C in the title does look mildly like a G and Amazon apparently doesn't know the difference. And there were several reviews where where people were like, hey, it's Bachman, dummy. Like (laughs) You're you're selling these way cheaper than your supposed to you could
0: be making hundreds if not thousands of dollars
1: a a hard copy that was in decent condition on etsy that was 500 same book i bought you the bottom
0: yeah it's not just rage it's not even just the copy of the novel itself yeah Yeah,
1: no the i found a because all the other ones on etsy like i said were paperbacks that were beat up and like marked in and stuff and like the only other hard copy that i found on etsy that was in decent condition was 500 dollars. that's fucking. So, yeah, the Bagman books. <laughs> <laughs> go hunt down a win. copy
0: right now before they fucking realize what they've done and go out of business.
1: Well, that's what cracks me up is, like, people in the reviews on it were, like, correcting them, like, hey. I would not
0: be saying shit. I yeah, would be no. like I would buy, like, 30 <laughs> copies of it and then just start selling them for $500 a pop. <laughs> but I don't have that kind of investment money. Take the idea. Right <laughs> But,
1: yeah, so got a, a solid copy that's a hard copy and i was excited
0: bachman omnibus with rage in there which means after i finish my oj simpson book i get to read rage (laughs) i read the first chapter it's a paragraph and like two sentences long um read it to you what'd you think Of just that immediate opener. It's a brilliant opener. The dude just starts describing how the lawn seems to be approaching the school and people are fighting to have the lawn separated from the school. And then the last line is basically like, that's the summer I lost my mind.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I I actually might steal it from you after you're done reading it. I am curious to see what early. Yeah. Stephen King when he was trying to pretend not to be Stephen King writings were well, like. I was
0: reading, and I'd have to check to see how accurate this was, but this was only like the fifth novel that he published was Rage. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it was very early into his career, and I'd have to look back, but it was like Carrie and The Shining, um, maybe two others. You know, I can't remember which ones he was doing when he was on cocaine and dropping two novels a year. Yeah, um, subtle. But it was the first of the Bachman novels, which, if you're not familiar with the story, basically Stephen King on cocaine. Uh, <laughs> so nobody did more coke than Stephen when Stephen was doing coke, and. Um,
1: which he talks about in on writing. Yeah,
0: which he talks about extensively in on writing. Um, he he doesn't remember writing a lot of those novels. <laughs>
1: No, I think he said he didn't remember <laughs> yeah, at all. Honestly,
0: like, I have no fucking idea how that came around. Um, but yeah, he he was worried that his name, because of his immediate success with Carrie and the film Carrie, and like all of the you know stuff that happened there, and then The Shining was huge. Um, he thought that people were just buying the book because he wrote the book, not because the book was any good. So he thought his bestseller status—it's like the ultimate fucking. Um, what, what, what's it called? Uh, Imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. So he, he built a pseudonym, which is like Robert or Richard Bachman. What, what What is yeah, it? Yeah, I
1: think it's Richard.
0: Uh, I'd have to look at it. I'm going to look really dumb right now. Um, but he created this Bachman character that he could write as like a, a pen name. And he wrote like four or five of these books over four or five years. And people were like, Bachman reads a lot like King. This dude was writing so many books, he was releasing books as King while he was releasing books as Bachman. He was two separate people. That's how much cocaine he was doing.
1: I do respect that, though, because...
0: He needed to know. Like, if he was that good or if it was just Stephen King sells novels. A lot
1: of people, I feel like, in that instance, are like, I'm just going to write whatever. They're going to, you know, swipe it up because I'm the one who wrote it. So I, I have a level of respect for someone who's like... I want the work to actually mean something.
0: Because yeah, the Bachman books, if I remember correctly, came before like it and the stand, like the big holy mother of God novels. He was so huge. But, <laughs> I love Stephen King. If, if I could suck two dicks at Stephen King and Cormac McCarthy, I'd, I'd, I'd take loads on either cheek. They, both 80 year old men at oh. this point, but fuck them. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it went out of print in 1998 because it was associated with a number of school shootings. And I've got some uh, fun notes that I pulled off of the old Wikipedias uh, (laughs) to open up our discussion today. interwebs. Yeah. So it it was a couple of them, you know, that happened between 77 and 98 that were tied almost directly to his novel, either in the way that the school shooting happened or they found it in the kids' lockers. And at the end of this list, um, I'll explain the one that he was just like, fuck it, you know, uh, call it, fucking kill the copy. I, I don't want it out there anymore. His kids are not getting my point. <laughs> but uh, the first one that we're going to go into is at San Gabriel High School in California um, on the 26th of August in 1988. Jeffrey Lynn Cox held a class of 60 students hostage for over 30 minutes.
1: Which doesn't seem like that long nowadays, actually. I yeah. feel like
0: I don't think he killed anybody. He just pulled out a gun, aimed it at somebody, and held them hostage, waiting police response, and then surrendered himself. There go the animals.
1: They have been going batshit today mm-hmm. for some reason. I don't know what's going on.
0: And our <laughs> second one is Dustin L. Pierce. He was at Jackson County High School in Kentucky on the 18th of September, 1989, so the following year. He took his history class hostage for nine hours with an AR-15. See,
1: now that's more like, holy fuck. (laughs) 30 (laughs) minutes, I'm like, ah, you're an amateur.
0: (laughs) You're only at school for eight hours in the first fucking place. This guy's got you sitting in a history class staring at that atlas for nine hours? Go fuck yourself there, Dustin. Uh, The next one you might be uh, related to is Scott Pennington.
1: (laughs) It was me. I did it. That was my alias. And in January 18th of
0: 1993 at East Carter High School, also in Kentucky, he fatally shot his English teacher in the head. Do you know why he did that? Why? Well, he did that because he received a C on his essay on the book Rage.
1: Jesus. He wrote
0: an essay... He received the C. He killed his English teacher. I believe he also killed the janitor. And Holy he held shit. his classroom hostage for 20 minutes with the bodies in the room.
1: That's
0: fucked up. Yeah, if I remember correctly for <coughs> that one, uh, Pennington then um, agreed to take one student hostage. The student grabbed the gun, wrestled him to the ground, and then the police were able to arrest him without incident.
1: Without further incident, without further, anyway.
0: Without further incident. He had two homicides under the belt. But fuck him. <laughs> Um, Barry lonchitis I believe is how you say the last name, L-O-U-K-A-I-T-I-S, at Frontier Middle School in Washington.
1: Jesus, how the, old was that
0: kid? I, I didn't see, but it was a middle school student. So the 2nd of February in 96, he shot up his algebra class, killing two students and the teacher, before shouting, quote, This sure beats algebra, doesn't it? which is close to the line from the novel, this sure beats Panty Raids, doesn't it?
1: Dang.
0: So directly related to the novel, just instead of Panty Raids, you know, algebra class. And apparently the novel, which I've not read yet, is he takes his algebra class hostage. What a
1: fucked up kid, though. Yeah. Sure beats algebra, being dead.
0: But the one that broke King is Michael Carneal, which was at Heath High School, also in Kentucky. Three of the five happened in Kentucky uh, on de- in December yeah, of 19... 19- fuck the South. <laughs>
1: Just kidding, guys. No,
0: fuck you guys. Um, <laughs> no, in December of... Um, they found the three guys that could read in the South. That was hey. the problem. <laughs>
1: Aww.
0: But it was uh, Michael... Car- totally kidding. We're from Tennessee. Uh, this is Michael Carneal. Again, Kentucky, December 97. He shot eight students, killing three of them. Uh, They found the Richard Bachman omnibus, which is now on my bookshelf. They found that in his locker. Uh, And that's what moved King to allow rage to fall out of print. So he shot eight people and King was like, fuck this book.
1: (laughs) I wonder how he feels about it now, like, all this time Well, apparently
0: he's written an essay, which I need to go read, called Guns, and it's about, like, his feelings. And and King, despite, you know, what he's written, you know, it's all hyper-violent, hyper-sexualized. It all deals with kids and issues and stuff like that. (coughs) Um, He agreed that there was a purpose to the book, um, but he couldn't take the, the deaths anymore, so he wrote this essay on, you know, Gun reform, more or less. I need to read the essay as well. Um, But yeah, he was like, yeah, there's a point here, but so many people are missing the point. (laughs)
1: Taking it as a take-up arms.
0: Yeah, I I read the same thing today about Anthony Burgess uh, on The Clockwork Orange, or A Clockwork Orange, uh, where he was saying people are missing what I'm trying to tell them. They're just viewing this as sex and violence and a reason to do the sex and violence. They're not really... Engaging with Alex as a character and yeah. questioning his motives or his, you know, place. Which they're looking at him as a hero.
1: Not that our short film that we're about to release is violent. Again, the dolls was more, far more violent, yeah. but that is a thing that I I, I wonder if people are going to miss the point of the film and be like, oh, you're just trying to be controversial. It's like, yeah. no, there's a point. <laughs>
0: so you're missing the poetry here um so that led me to what i was going to use as our close out discussion we could like, bounce around for 10 15 minutes here is like what role if any at all um do artists have in these violent times because like i don't personally believe that we should be shying away or censoring like the media like we don't need to <clears throat> censor movies or music or books or any of that Uh, in fear of what, like, a few imbalanced people, uh, shall we say, might do. But maybe there's a way to shoot or write these characters. Maybe, you know, the Joker is a good example in recent times. Mm -hmm. Um, We are not necessarily sympathetic to the character, but you understand the character's struggle without creating, like, a sense of hero worship. Joaquin, going back to him... His Joker is not the Heath Ledger's Joker. You could hero worship Heath Ledger's Joker all day. He has a certain method to his madness. Yeah. Because you don't see the unraveling, you don't feel for him, and then go, holy fuck, that's that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> like the taxi driver does a good job. Like The taxi driver of Robert De Niro's character is not... He is, but he's not the hero. You just get to see him fall apart, and you're a part of him. You know if that makes sense. Survivor, my favorite book by Chuck Palahniuk. Um, You get Tender's reason for hijacking the plane, but it doesn't make you want to go out and hijack a plane.
1: Yeah. Um, And this is where Brett and I, I guess, differentiate a little bit. I do think. (coughs) Sorry, guys. I do think that there is a line at some point where Nah, fuck it. (laughs) um, You know, depending on how you depict whatever the thing is, like if it's a book or a movie or whatever, that you can cross a line into just being or insensitive or explicit. No, you you can.
0: You 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 can definitely do that. I don't think I. You know. Well, I don't no. think I would say that uh, I would do that.
1: I know, I'm not I'm not saying that you do, but I, I I do think um like movies that I classify, which that is an actual classification I just kind as of have uh, to do it for reasons. <laughs> yeah. You know. Like, um, movies that fall under the classification of, like, gore porn. Yeah. Um, or movies in particular that I really don't enjoy. I don't like, like hostile. them. hostile. Yeah. yeah, I don't, don't like watching them. I don't think that there's a point to them. It's violence for the sake of violence and gore for the sake of gore. What's the
0: difference between the first three Saw films and all the other yeah. Saw films? <laughs> so,
1: like, and I, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be allowed to make that kind of stuff there's clearly a market for it there are clearly people that enjoy that kind of work so i'm not saying like oh let's ban them but mm-hmm. i do i do think there hits a point where it's like it's just gratuitous and there's not a point to it and why are you really making it there's yeah. no i think like, there needs to be a to reason <clears throat> if you're
0: going to swing the axe you yeah. know like there needs to be of poetry, you don't you don't need to teach me a moral lesson. You can make a fucked up movie that's just a fucked up movie. Yeah. But like, even the Purge has a lesson behind it. It has yeah. a deeper thought. You know.
1: So like, I don't I don't mind stuff like that. And um, Brett and I have so far put blood in all of the films that we've made together. So <laughs> until the day
0: we die, I we we'll have to file separate taxes for blood supplies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all the corn syrup. We have a giant tub of chocolate syrup (laughs) in our fridge now. (laughs) So we have to
0: make more blood. I helped a guy at the grocery store today find food coloring some random stranger because I needed to buy the blood last week. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'm looking for food coloring. And I was like, right there, my dude. Took me 20 minutes last week. Found it right there. He gave me a fist bump in the fucking... He's like, my guy. and every time I walked past him in the store until we left the store, he was like waving at me. He's like, that's my dude.
1: (laughs) He was so lost. (laughs) But um, I guess like as far as artistic value for if you're actually trying to make a commentary on, you know, like there has been a lot of issues with... um, shooters and yeah. violence and stuff in more recent years so if you're trying to make a commentary on something like that just having a gory movie where some kid just goes in there and blasts up a bunch of people isn't serving a purpose yeah. so to me there's no point in making it like if you're I would going agree. yeah like yeah. if you're going to do a work where you're touching on like war or you know civil violence or anything like that it should be with an intention of serving a purpose versus just like oh that's what's happening let's do it well my
0: favorite school shooting movie i watched in high school and i've watched it a couple of times on youtube since it's called bang bang you're dead do you remember that one i don't
1: think i've ever seen it
0: i I, the actor's faces in my head but i can't remember it but it was when he was much younger um and it's about this like disenfranchised kid who basically falls in line with like the trench coat mafia. You know, like the same shit that happened around Columbine where people that dressed like me in high school were supposed to all have shotguns under the trench coats. Did you? Uh sometimes Did you have a shotgun? Uh once or twice. Uh, <laughs> but, um it follows the story of this disenfranchised kid who the year before had built a bomb that had everything in it except for the explosive. So it would have worked if he would have just like connected two wires and he leaves that out front of the school. They tie it back to him and he's like pushed out of society, finds himself in the drama club. It was run by another famous actor whose name I'm not going to be able to recall right now. And the, acting out in this drama called bang bang you're dead about a school shooter changes his perception so at the end of the film when his trench coat mafia friends run in to get the guns he locks them in the cafeteria and saves the whole school so you get to see the perspective of this kid who is like one fine line away from making a massive mistake that's gonna hurt you know a lot of fucking people Mm -hmm. And the arts save his life. So, like, there's a reason why the school shooting mantra is used there. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't make one where that kid is the hero, the bomb goes off, and then he just starts gunning everybody down, unless I was making a Columbine documentary. <laughs> yeah,
1: but, I mean, I do feel like, which, again, like I said, there's a market for that. there are a lot of films that are just violent for the sake of violence. And, like, to me, I don't... I guess I don't personally see the point to them. So, like, yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of like... Oh.
0: I like violent music for the sake of violence. Like, I can listen to Tech 9 or 360. <laughs> like, I'll put my fist through your cunt.
1: Fist through your cunt. <laughs> is that how it goes? It's close to <laughs> I, I do think... beat
0: the black off your ass is the actual lyric. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I do think not necessarily just films or books. You know, films, books, paintings, like, arts in general do in trying social times tend to help people grapple with the situation or motivate people to work to correct the situation so whenever um like a specific group of people are being like disenfranchised or whatever I do feel like people that aren't in that situation and can't personally relate to it relate to artistic work that Jesus Christ! Yeah, but, like you need, the, you need the you
0: need like the connection with the character. You can't just be like opening scene, random guy walks in. Like they did that. I can't remember what the name of the the movie series was, but there was like a three point series. It was just the perspective of an active shooter event where he like was running through town in a big bulletproof suit, just gunning random people down, and then he shot his best friend. No one also might be called Rage. I'd have to look at it, but it yeah, it's a movie about like the seventeen-year-old who just for three films like goes on shooting sprees hmm. and then avoids arrest and then goes on shooting sprees. It was before like you it, watch it, weird things. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's why you love me.
1: No, I do agree. You do need a connection with the character, but I like I I feel like uh, for instance like I'm a, a white. You know, girl in America. I have never left the country. I've never lived in in a terribly impoverished area. There have yeah. been points in my life where my family was like struggling a little bit more to get by, but I've never lived in the ghetto or the projects. It's or anything always like been that.
0: lower to upper middle class. Yeah,
1: uh, like more lower to mid middle class. That's but yeah, what I meant like to say. yeah. <laughs> um, So, I personally, especially until we moved to Montana, which Montana is very white, so it's not like I'm getting much diversity here. I'm very
0: poor, so it's not a race (laughs) issue, it's a class issue. Yeah, it
1: is pretty impoverished here, actually. But um, before. (laughs) Brett moved
0: me to a broke place in the mountains.
1: (laughs) Um, So, let's start
0: a production company. (laughs) Get raped by taxes.
1: but before i moved to montana or we moved to montana like i'd never really been anywhere so my perspective of life has always just been like a middle-class white girl um so i do think like for instance the arts and movies books painting stuff like that do kind of help you understand the greater picture of the world Mm -hmm. like i don't think i ever would have Considered race issues. Period. If I had never left, like my small hometown that I grew up in, because it was a mostly white town, there were definitely yeah,
0: predominantly white in the South. Yeah, there, there were like I five mean, black people at your high school. <laughs> well,
1: there were there were more than that. Like yeah. my hometown probably honestly had a more racial diversity than where we are right now. Like there were like Asians and well, there's one Mexican dude here he works at the goodwill.
0: <laughs> but and I, I don't, love him because he's always pissed off.
1: I don't think I ever saw or thought about like racial tension issues because Mm -hmm. there weren't any that I saw directly or even like um with gay marriage and stuff like that like gay marriage became legal while Brett and I were adults you know it wasn't like
0: my brother was in the closet until he was 23
1: yeah so it, it wasn't like oh it's always been that way like I was yeah in my late 20s by the time that became legal so like those weren't things I ever saw or thought about until, you know, seeing, like...
0: Broke Brokeback Mountain.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> like, seeing, like, stuff Milk. on the internet, like, videos mm. and, like, promotional videos and, like, movies and reading books and stuff like that that talk about, like, you know... The struggle of that. Yeah, character. the struggle of, like, different races or, you know, um, sexual orientations or, like, people that are, like, living vastly different lifestyles than me. So I, I do think that to bridge that gap for people that don't live those yeah. issues. Arts are necessary to make other people understand so that they then care.
0: Well, it's always been that way. Like you get Mark Twain, like the adventures of Huckleberry Finn, uh, Tom Sawyer, you get Maya Angelou with the cage bird sings. Um, all the anti-war novels that came out of the Vietnam movement that like changed people's perspectives on you know, we're the great American empire. We're just out here kicking ass and taking names. No, sometimes your veterans come back with no arms, no legs, and you get Johnny, get your gun. <laughs> and
1: even, which that's a bit different, but even like, um, I'm not, not trying to poke fun. Um, veganism kind of became a fad just because people were yeah. like, oh, like I'm going to do this thing because it's what's trendy right now. And like, um, I've personally eat meat I'm probably not going to give up meat yeah but...
0: we're eating a pizza that has barbecue chicken <clears throat> yeah. and pineapple on it after this episode <laughs> but we're making I... it at home by the way <laughs> fuck Domino's
1: but I did um <laughs> watch documentary blackfish and then i've seen like some documentaries yeah. about veganism and stuff in general and it did
0: those like, have been massively impactful to some people yeah right?
1: I, like i did personally feel like kind of a like whoa like what's my responsibility yeah. here moment not necessarily because i'm like oh health-wise i'm gonna quit eating meat um it's more of a environmental conscientious thing so like especially since we've moved to montana and the people here do kind of trade goods and it's Hunt more local, fish, yeah. yeah, local foods versus, I mean, there are supermarkets and stuff here in and I shopped at Walmart earlier today, but there's a lot of local options out there. So like seeing stuff like that and then moving to a town like this, even like on that level, like it's had me kind of reconsidering like what's my social responsibility to the environment. Whereas as a kid, it was just like, oh, you eat meat. That's what you do, mm-hmm. you know? And if I hadn't like left McMinnville or whatever, you know, I probably would have never thought about these things or if there weren't, like, Netflix shows you could watch about those (laughs) kinds of things or whatever. So I I do think...
0: You learned a lot about Columbia and the cocaine trade (laughs) because I've been making you watch those dumb, like, drug movies. (laughs) Drug documentary series, Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: But, yeah, I do think there is a a level of social responsibility to expose other people to issues. So I, I do... As long as there is a point to it and it's serving a purpose, think that, um, like, books like, which I haven't read Rage either, but, like, books like Kings or, like, um, The Joker, like, just works in general that kind of, like, bridge the gap on, like, mental illness or... Like,
0: like Pet Cemetery is violent at its core. You know, it's horrific. I love it. It's one of my favorite things that's ever been made by anybody that's ever fucking lived. But it is a man coping with the loss of the father and the loss of the son. And as a person who's lost a father and as a person who never wants to lose a son, like those are massive things to grapple with. So like the horror has a purpose.
1: Yeah.
0: It has a purpose. Your childhood fears manifested as an adult. How final you go destination. final destination. Final <laughs> destination has a purpose. (laughs) Saul has a purpose. What are you going to do to live? Freddy Krueger and trauma. You know, there is a poetic reason for these very violent things that we enjoy. So, yeah, I'm I'm right on board with you there.
1: I think uh, it got very gratuitous very quickly, but Final Destination is a bit of survivor's guilt.
0: Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> Why am I the one who escaped the plane crash? Got a little
1: gratuitous, though, so shame on you, too. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: shame on all of them that go fucking nine films in. <laughs> yeah. Because they've lost their own message because they sold out. No, no, fuck that. Do the hereditary move. Leave no room for part two. <laughs>
1: Pull I do out. I do wish hereditary had ended
0: differently. Yeah, pere- yeah. I, I'm still movie. mad at it, but right up into the last 30 seconds. Brilliant film.
1: But no, I, I, I will agree. I do think that there is a, a social purpose for art that delves into these difficult topics. And I hope that that's how our short film gets viewed. Um, we'll see, I guess, in mm-hmm. a day. <laughs> and if
0: they don't like that one, then they can deal with the next one, which is all about plot twists. Because I guarantee you, Probably going to be fucked up as well, because yeah. that's how my brain I, operates.
1: I already know ours is going to be good to bad, because mm. Brett doesn't do lovey-dovey stories. Well, I
0: might trick you. I might write a rom-com.
1: I don't buy it. A but... Violent,
0: romantic comedy. <laughs>
1: They get together at the end so they can kill everybody else. Yeah. Bonnie and Clyde, that shit.
0: Like, she tries to rob him in a gas station, and then he's like, no. And then, like, they have wild sex while they're running away from yeah, the Yeah, we have to film like, that, yeah. so
1: no. <laughs> okay.
0: Don't want to make a porno? No. Right. Well, you can find us over at...
1: TheNightmareBox.blog blog. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Or which one you were going for? Fuck it, why not? <laughs> um, or you could swing on over to the Instagram, send us pictures of your own individual film sets and equipment and whatever you're working with for the March assignment where you're dealing with the plot twist. You could send those pictures at the
1: oh at Nightmare Box Productions.
0: Or you could do them on Instagram at
1: at Nightmare Box Pro.
0: Or you could write about them at Twitter at. Wait, what? Twitter. Didn't we just do Twitter? I don't know. <laughs> Fuck Twitter. it. Look at <laughs> us. Facebook.com yeah, slash Nightmare it's Box It's the Nightmare Box productions. Box productions everywhere. Just type that. Clickety-clack that over find there. Find us on the Google, IMDB where are getting all the credits. Yeah, I'm getting all the credits. My dog has a credit. You guys can do this shit. If we <laughs> can do it, you can do it. That's the mantra. That's the <laughs> Zombiever mantra. If we can fucking do it, you can do it. Go find us. I ain't looking for you no more. I love you, sweetheart. <laughs> I love you. And I love you guys. And I'm gonna go eat some barbecue chicken pineapple cilantro pizza. And it's <laughs> gonna be fucking awesome. My life is cool as shit. Bye bye. tap tap.